Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratova Beth. We are preparing for Yod Shvat. And what we want to know is this idea of going and facing Paro. Last week was a tough week for everybody. Some people blamed it on Amazon delivery that they didn't deliver or the box, the box got wet or, you know, that's why they were annoyed. Everybody had a different reason. The more honest people realize it's a difficult week and you have to look at the parsha. The other people just figured that it was circumstantial and it's just because somebody forgot to shovel the ice or somebody broke the eggs all over their their um, floor or something like that, but really it's the parsha. So forget about the eggs. It's the parsha. Gaiopara means in preparation for Yud Shvat, we face Paro in two different ways, the lower way and the higher way. The lower way is he's a very, very scary, very scary monster. Very scary, this Klipa, the slithering serpent that's, 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 uh, is found in the Nile River, the place of Avaidazara. And the other aspect of Bayopara is in his source, the highest revelation of the highest godliness, which is equally scary or also scary because it's a bit, very big revelation. Are you ready for it? So here's the question in the Sikha. Why is Bayopara preparation for the Geula? Bayopara of Lumazeh, we said, of the opposite of holiness, means when it is done, when you face Paro, it gives the ability to do bittel and shira of the klipa of paro. To break the klipa of paro as he is in his power in the palace of the king. And that is the beginning of the gu'ula. And in this, there's an Indian ikri. Because the shlemus of gu'ula of Mitzrayim is to bring to and Tyra, which is to bring about Dir B'tachtanim, which is the revelation of Atmos, Anaychi, down here to Yidden, Neshamas in body, healthy Neshama in a healthy body. And the truth is, by Matantara, all Yidden were healed, including Meshavim. And that's also hinted in this, that Hashem says to the Yidden before Matantara, Vatem tiyu limam lachaskainim, the Gai Kadosh. We are a guy, a nation, in this world, in this physical world. But we're Kaddish, even to the level of, to the extent of Mamlechus Kainim and Kohanim Gedalim. And a Kain Gadol has to be Vishlamus whole, physically, spir- um, uh, physically and in his possessions and in his garments, the cover of the Tiferes. And as we are neshamas and bodies, we are one with Hashem. So we are wealthy. We are whole. The same thing when all of that comes down into the world. When that level of us comes down into the world, when we have the union of Elyon and Tachtan, of upper and lower, spiritual and physical, that happened in Matantaira, and the revelation of Asmus down here, it's a Chiddush Gadol. It's a giant chiddush for a nivra, a creation, a neshama in a body, a neshama in a limited body, to become one with bligvul. That's a chiddush. 
to become to be in a physical body and become one with Asmus, that's a chiddush. And that's why Meish Rabbeinu was wondering, is it possible? Can we remain in a physical body and face Atzmus? His first thought was, no, we can't. Hashem said, right, you can't. But we can, together. And that's why Hashem said to him, to Meish Rabbeinu, as a, as a preparation, for Matan Tyran, for Geula, we will do it together. We will go to Paro. We will face Atmos together. You will be in the Shama, in a body, Maishabenu, in your limited body, in a situation where there is, there can be a danger, because Paro in his lower self is quite dangerous. In his unholy self down here in this world, he's quite dangerous. So there's danger being around him. But he goes, but Meishu goes Bipninis to Para of Kedusha and receives from him the highest revelations of Atmos that called the revelation of the highest lights. Meishu faces that and goes to that while in a physical body. And stays alive. And since that happened to Meishu Rabbeinu, the Kayach has been given to every single Jew. That we should be able to take, to take in the revelation of Matantaira. When you have the union of Gvul and Bligvul, limit and no, and, and no limit, which is called Esperio Kol Naharin. Through Nermis Ventar Ar, Kol Naharan, Gvul, all of the lights are in an unlimited way. Tarim Nitzvahs, on their own, the truth is they're higher than limitation. The Chachman Ratzin of Hashem. So what's the Chiddush? Not only as they are in themselves, but as they come down here, into this world, these mitzvahs by Matan Tari, into the limitations of the world. You know, you do a mitzvah with a piece of leather and you make it into chillin. It's very specific how you do the mitzvah. And if, if it's done a different way, no mitzvah. So the doing of the mitzvahs and the fullness of the mitzvahs depends on those limitations. Can't just take any old piece of leather. The famous story of a Russian peasant who was found in his shoe shoe store or something in his um, the cobbler, and they saw that the he had still in there, and they realized he had stolen them. And I guess they stopped him. You know, they accused him. What are you doing with those tillin? And he said, "What do you mean, samsapushnik? I think that's the word, samsapushnik." I'm also a cobbler. I work with leather. Why shouldn't I have been able to make these things? I work with leather. Other people work with leather. I know how to work with leather. Why couldn't I have been able to make these things? Why are you accusing me of having stolen them? I know how to work with leather. Mm, Sir, 
There's a difference between making leather soles and leather shoes and pillin. It's very exact when you make pillin. How you use the physical world is very exact. And yet this these pillin that are so limited, so exact, they're in what's called Medida Bagbala. They are higher in truth than Medida Bagbala. They're higher than limitation. They're extremely limited. Make them like this and not like that. If you don't paint them this way, then they're not kosher. If you don't. And yet they're above limitation through their limitation. Both in Tyra. Tarshib Sab, which is limited, a certain number of letters, and Tarshib Alpeh, which the learning has to be with your intellect, which is limited. And then you can make a brach on the Torah. And especially in mitzvahs, that every mitzvah has a limitation. All the many, many dinim and hidurim and every mitzvah, each one. So the limitation of kol naharin, ner mitzvah v'tar ar, in a way, this real that it's outside of limitation, higher than limitation, is like the very basis of Yiddishkeit. Makum aren enuminamida. Go to the base of Yiddish. Go into the Kaidish Kadeshim, if you could. There's the Aaron. It occupies space, but it doesn't occupy space. It's limited, but it's beyond limitation. That's basic Yiddishkeit. That's the way it is with every mitzvah. And again, we're back to the question. So why did we have to face, and why do we have to face Paro? From this whole thing comes the Avaita of a Yid to receive Tyre mitzvahs, as we are in a Sham in a Guf, in a body down here, with all the limitations that you have with your body. Yeah. What is your task, your mission? Your mission is to stand higher than limitation. Not only because of the parts of the neshama, neshama shenasata bitairahi, and not only higher than the limitations of the body, but even as you stand in true medida vagbala, true limitation, down here in your physical body, which is extremely limited, and what you have to depend on down here is Vatash Mashamra Bikirmi. Help me, Hashem. Keep me safe. You know, guard me because it's not a simple life. In all of this, we have to have Bayel Pare. Come and face the highest revelation of the highest infinite life. Receive the Kol Naharim. And the, in your gruel itself, in your limitation, in the limitation of it, in a way of Isparihu, in your limitation, receive the most unlimited light, higher than limitation. It's not go up there and in your neshama you receive the highest light. You receive the highest light down here in your limited body. Why? Because how is it possible? Because we're one with Hashem. Not only because of your neshama, 
But your whole Matthias, a neshama, in a physical body, is one with Hashem, so to speak. Because the essence, when you touch it, you touch one part of it, you touch the whole thing. Since you're part of Hashem, you're one with Hashem. All becomes possible. Everything becomes possible. And that goes together with the psakdin of the Ram, according to the Ramban, that the taklas and the fullness of the scar and the fullness of everything that will be in Yomais and Mashiach is neshamas in bodies. Tiyasamesim. Not neshamas without bodies, according to the Ramban. Neshamas in bodies. That's where the full revelation of Atmos will be. And other Abba, in the future, the neshama will actually be fed and nourished by the body. And therefore, now we can understand why Maishur Benu said in the Parsha after, Hashem said to him, speak into the ears of the nation. The Egyptians. Go speak to the Egyptians. Talk into their ears. At what, sorry, tell the Yidden to talk into the ears of, to, to talk to the, sorry, speak into the ears of the nation and tell them, tell the Yidden that they have to go to their neighbors. They have to go to their Egyptian neighbors and demand, tell all the Jewish people that they have to go to their Egyptian neighbors and say, Give me the stuff. Give me your gold. Give me your silver. You have to do it. What will be? Will there be violence, God forbid? Will What kind of reaction, reaction will there be? Pretty scary. Hashem says, don't worry. The chain of the Jewish people will be in the eyes of Mitzrayim, believe it or not, after so much unspeakable, horrific atrocities and slavery, they will suddenly want to give us their gold and silver. And Maish Rabbeinu will be very great in Mitzrayim and in the eyes of the servants of Paro and the eyes of the nation, believe it or not. And then the Tyrus says, What's going to happen with us? And what did happen? So the Jewish people, they did it. They did it. They did what Meshur Benu said. They went to their Egyptian neighbors. They demanded the gold and silver. And the Egyptians said, take it. Take it. And even ran after them and said, you left some behind. Take more of our stuff. And this Tyrus speaks about this three times. So what we understand is, how come about Geulis Mitzrayim that says, Gam ata titen You'll put in our hands. 
And the Vinatlis Mitzrayim, we emptied out Mitzrayim of its sparks of holiness, of its gold and silver. We emptied it out. Why did the Egyptians have to willingly give it to us? Why couldn't we just take it? It was our moment. And it was given to us in a way of chain. They wanted to give to us. And Hashem promised us that that's the way it would be. He said, Here we are. Picture the scene. We're going out of Mitzrayim. Hundreds of years of slavery, unspeakable atrocities. You would have thought that we would say, the faster we get out of here, the better. Don't talk to them. Don't look at them. Don't look right. Don't look left. Don't look back. Just go. If we have for one moment permission to go, just go. Don't look back. Don't talk to them. Now, we have to worry about them liking us. They let us out. Just go. Them liking us and us having chain in their eyes and us asking them for gold and silver. Who needs the gold and silver? Let's get out. We'll find gold and silver silver somewhere else. Nope. You could say, why did Vienatlu have to be? Why did we have to take all the gold and silver? Okay. To fulfill the promise that Hashem said, Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu was promised that his children, us, would come with great wealth out of Mitzrayim. Okay, fine. So we have to fulfill it. But we could have just taken it. Why did the Egyptians have to offer it to us? Run after us and say, you forgot something. Take more. And the answer is, because the kavan of Gulas Mitzrayim is to do, make a dear time for Hashem in this world. And the shlemus of this is not by breaking, but rather when the gashmius of the world itself and even the opponent agrees of its own free will to help to assist in the geula. That is going to be the way of geula. All the bad guys, the globalists, the the, uh, the Chinese communists, that they're really the culprits. We don't know who's the real culprit. The totalitarians, the people with the, the, the radical left, the people with the, the Antifa, BLM, all, all the real bad guys who have uh, the cabal, the deep state, all the bad guys who are really beyond disgusting kavanas that we don't even want to know about, they are destined to come to our side and want to assist us. Hard to believe. But then it was hard to believe that the KGB would ever be on our side, and they are. This one's even harder to believe. But that's the way it's going to be. They're going to be masking Biratsainai. They're going to agree with their own will to assist in the process of Geula. Well, that will be an interesting show to watch. So it's true, says the Rebbe, where there is no other way other than breaking the opponent, sometimes that has to be done. For instance, Makas Mitzrayim, the plagues. 
If there was no choice, that's the way it has to be. But after that, we look for ways to do it, the Darshanam, in a pleasant way. Get them to join our team. We want Mashiach now. Really? Fauci's going to say we want Mashiach now? Yeah. He doesn't rot in prison first. So, that becomes a hachana, preparation to the shlemas of Girla Yisbarf Petachtani, the Gulamidis HaShlema. When, what's going to be in Gula? The Nachash, the primordial snake. The one that started up with Chava and Adam. This Nachash, he is the original bad guy. He's still around. He just enclosed his energy in new bad guys, updated bad guys. Same old bad guy. He's called the Nachash or the Tanin Hagadol, Paro. His energy goes from being a snake to being Paro, to being all the bad guys throughout history. And ultimately, he will become a Shemesh Gadol, an assistant to Kedusha. And so, in Gullus Mitzrayim, there wasn't the Shlemus of being Mavara the Tachtan. We had to run away very fast from Mitzrayim because the evil was so strong. And afterwards, the Mitzrayim ran after us and Yitzhak Mitzrayim was not complete until we saw the Mitzrayim dead on the side of the river, on the side of the, the, the sea, the Red Sea. And therefore, we will pull it all together here. The Shlemus of the beer of the world will be Dafka at the end of this Gullus. And therefore, coming out of Gullus, in the Gula, it will be in a way of, we're not running. We're not hastening. We're not running out of here. Run for your life. No. We will have the bad guys having transformed to good guys. They'll be helping us. And therefore, we're going to go out of Gullus in a way of Menuchas and Nefesh, Menuchas Aguf, whole, Neshamas and bodies. And we will go immediately without any heftek, the Chaim Nitzchim of Neshamas and bodies, the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, So to end off on a very practical <laughs> practical note, the question is, when did the Geula begin? This crazy vision that now we read about in the Haggadah, that the Mitzrim, the, the Mitzrim ran after us and said, take more gold and silver. It sounds okay now because we're reading the story and we weren't there watching our family being whipped to death, et cetera, et cetera. The slavery, you know, we read about slavery, I don't know, I don't know, you know, you have a few pictures in the Haggadah, you don't think about it a lot. But just like anybody who was in Soviet Russia knew the danger, in one minute people were gone and off to Siberia, in one minute. And everybody lived that way. So it was just normal. The idea that now, you know, the Kremlin, they have 
you know, holy events and Torah events in the Kremlin and they say, please make sure to invite us and all this other stuff. It's so insane from a perspective of 1930. Who could have, who could have possibly seen it or believed it in the 30s? The Rebbeim did. The Rebbe Rashab did. The Rebbeim did. They saw that this Klippa will fall one day and be our assistant. Today, Putin makes speeches saying, you in America are making a horrific, horrific mistake with your counterculture and your destruction of family values, destruction of American values, and and your, uh, not counterculture, cancel culture, and your radical left, and the evil, and all that stuff. And he said, the Bolsheviks did that already a hundred years ago. Why are you going back to something so horrific that caused such destruction? He talks as if, <laughs> you know, they had a hundred your history of Ladida, you know, they were the enemies. And they were looking to do all the horrific stuff that's happening in America today. And they weren't nearly as, you know, they were brutal. Yeah, they were brutal. Yeah. And now they've totally changed. So only the Rebbeim could have predicted and seen in the 30s the change that would happen. In Paro. We were in Nisraim, in communist Russia in the 30s, in Stalinist Russia, the 30s, the 40s, etc., the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s. It was beyond when Stalin was around Yamach Shemay. And then when we finished with him, we got the other guy or whatever, or the, the two of them overlapped, the guy in Germany, Yamach Shemay. It's been quite a century. It was quite a century. But the Rebbeim saw the end of it and the total transformation of it. So the moment that we, and that was us being in Mitzrayim, facing Paro. When we were in, during the Holocaust, and especially Soviet Russia. So the idea of Bayel Paro is the minute Bayel Paro is suggested by Hashem, the whole Gullus is over. On the level of Elohim, it's all over. We're out. We're standing at Har Sinai. It's done. What do you mean? It took quite a few years to get, took a long time to do that. Yes, on the level of Elohim, the minute it starts, as we were saying, Rebbe Tzinchana gave a bracha to Avram Fried when he was a child and said he will be a very big singer. He didn't become a big singer six months later. He was a little kid. Took him, let's say, 30 years to be be a big singer. But at the moment that she said that, clearly it happened at that second in real time. Only she was the only one who saw it, and maybe the Rebbe. No one else saw it. Because on the level of Elohim, it takes time for things to change and things to unfold. But on the level of Yudke Vavke, Haya Haya the Yir, Ke'echaz, Past, present, and future all happen in one split second in real time. There's no time dimension. So on the level of Yudke Vavke, somebody gives you a bracha, you become extremely wealthy, and a minute later, you are extremely wealthy. Yosef Tzadik said that 
that there would be seven years of plenty, as he said the words in Mithraim, huge crops started to be brought in from the fields at the moment, on the spot, because there's no past, present, and future on the level that he was functioning on. So the, 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 um, I don't have the Pesach here, but the Eine Havaya, it's, uh, we found Chain, the Eine Havaya, Yudke Vavke. Yudke Vavke was running the whole thing. Hashem was running from that level. Bayu, uh, something. Chain Hashem, the Eine Havaya, the Eine Ha'am. So, this, this is a level that the Rebbe is saying, Bayel Paroi. Once Hashem says, we're going to, we're going to face the revelation of the essence of Hashem. Boom. We just stepped into no time, no space, where everything can be instantaneous. The dream becomes reality on the spot. So Maishra Benu seemed to be saying, I got it. But that's not available. To, that's available to people in a spiritual way. You can dream about it. You can learn about it. You can think about it. You can forbring about it. But you can't live it in your regular everyday life. And the Nakuda here is that Hashem is saying, no, 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 in your body, in your body, in your physical life, you can live this way. You need to live this way. This is Geula living. You're saying, absolutely, we can face the essence of Hashem and face these higher domains, higher dimensions. It happens immediately. You say, I give you a bracha that you should become, you know, tall and slim. And within a second, you're tall and slim. Like, what? what? That's kind of scary. Right? But especially if you're not tall. Right? But... That was the point. My Shurabinu was saying, that stuff can happen spiritually. My Nishama can understand that language. My body can't. Or my body could too, but it's a, my body says, when the two of us are together, the Nishama and the body, it's not so simple. And Hashem is saying, I didn't tell you it was simple, but it's possible. And that's what we're opening up for the world. Bayopara means, I, Hashem, will take you to that reality where the dreams can happen in real time, right here, right now. No past, present, and future. No waiting it out. No stretching it out. Slow development. That's on the level of Elohim. Yudke Vavke, and especially Asmus. Espiriu Vizkan Kol Naharin, the revelation of the greatest light. Over there, boom, on the spot. You don't have to wait it out. And therefore, we can understand that in the world today, you know, all of the healing things are based on you work on visualizing what you want in the future as if it's happening right here, right now. And it actually is possible. It's just not easy. It's really not easy. It's, it's, it's quite an avida to step into that reality. It's not that it has to take time, but it's an invited to be able to step into that reality. Once you're in that reality, boom, it goes. I mean, I'm saying this in theory. And we have a lot of resistance to it. We feel like, oh, come on, yeah. 
it's also too scary, you know, boom, 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 things change so quickly. And it's interesting, now that we're in a world in which things are so changing so quickly, you know, one day it's two masks, the next day it's no masks, the next day it's this, the next day it's that. Restaurants are closed, they're open, gyms are closed, they're open, you can go, you can travel, you can't travel. You need a visa, you don't need a visa. You can get on the plane, you can't get on the plane. You have to have a test, you don't have to have a test. You have to sit in a hotel and quarantine, you don't have to sit in a hotel and quarantine. You can have gatherings, you can't have gatherings. Zoom, yes, Zoom, no. School, yes, school, no. You never know. New variants. New this, new that, new what's coming, who knows? That unpredictability, that's not the old Elohim style that we're used to, where everything is just, you know, it slowly developed. This is just boom, 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 a different frequency, a different frequency. So to end off, and we're going to see in the next audio that ends off this sicha, the Rebbe Rayat's. His, so to speak, leaving the world, the completion of his shlichus in this world, was Shabbos morning, I think 8 o'clock, Parshas Bite by El Paro. Everything that he accomplished in his lifetime and will continue to accomplish was summed up and is summed up on the day of Yud Shvat. And what it is, and he hands that to the next generation which is the ability of that Bayopara becomes basic reality. Has to become basic reality. He's opening up the door for us and empowering us to live on that level where we will face Paro Hashem. We will face the lowest and the highest potential with Hashem together and watch the miracles unfold. And watch the impossible become possible and watch past, present, future sort of melt away and be replaced by just a frequency in which what Hashem says, let's go for this, can become absolutely right here, right now in real time. So we'll complete the last part to see the historical perspective on this tomorrow. And in the meantime, have it, we should, tomorrow we should already be in the Gula Mitis Shlema with the Mashiach Zikena, with the Rebbe Rayat, all the Rebbeim dancing to, out of slavery, out of personal slavery, and out of global slavery, dancing to the Gula Mitis Shlema immediately now.